Public speaking is the process or act of performing a speech to a live audience. The ability to communicate out loud is a powerful tool that some of us take for granted. Many people around the world have used the power of vocal communication to advance their agenda, share a personal story, or influence others. No matter how dynamic or profound the speaker may be, would you believe many people still fear the task itself? There is an organization called Toastmasters International. They can help you hone in on your skills to prepare for any public or private speaking event. My name is Ronika Jacobs and you found my podcast, Strive for More, Your Best Life Now. While there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, you've taken the time out to listen to this one. And so for that, I would like to say thank you. So without any further delay, let's get to it. Let's strive for more. This is episode 205, Say It Loud and Proud. My next guest, Donnelly Williams, is helping people strive for more in the area of public speaking and leadership. Don is an an immediate past district director for a Chicago area Toastmasters International chapter. He has been involved with Toastmasters International for about 13 years. He has coached many professionals in leadership and foundational self-confidence, unlocking limitless potential. Hi, Don. Welcome. Thank you for having me here. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, considering the situation our country is in. Yes, tell me about it. I think everyone has been shocked to their core, and they have really been tested the last few months. Absolutely. So let me ask you, what exactly is Toastmasters International? Toastmasters International is an organization that was founded, uh, I believe, around 1924 uh, by a gentleman named Roger Smithy, uh, who was an instructor at the YMCA. And he started this uh, small group to uh, build the esteem of young men and show them the etiquette of public speaking, how to organize a speech, how to present a speech, uh, things of that sort. And the organization has grown over the years to where we're in close to, if not more than 160 countries. Wow. And primarily it's to help to build an individual's uh, esteem and being comfortable in speaking in public, young and old. Wow, 160 countries. 
And so, of course, out of those 160 countries, the United States is one of them. And you live in the United States. So how did you get involved with Toastmasters International? Um, a co-worker of, co-worker of mine several years ago was giving their 10th speech and uh, the preliminary uh, segment of the education program and uh, invited me out to a meeting at one of the clubs that they belong to. And I was kind of blown away of the process and the speech the speech etiquette and how the meeting was well organized and presented and how welcoming the people in the club were. So I decided to find out if there was a club that I could attend myself, close to work and join. And 13 years later and uh, several leadership positions that I've held, I'm still, I'm, I'm hooked and right now just promoting and trying to motivate and encourage others that the benefits of the organization. Wow, that's that's really amazing. So glossophobia is the fear of speaking in public. Many people view public speaking as the most terrifying endeavor to undertake. Why do you think that is? I've always heard the phrase that uh, speaking in public is almost worth in, uh, encountering or facing death. And for a lot of people, it is. But you also have to look at the fact that um, we use public speaking all the time. It's just uh, the circumstance or the environment might be different or something that we might not be accustomed to. Because you you speak to your siblings all the time. You speak to your parents all the time. You may speak to uh, some of your coworkers all the time. That in itself is public speaking. So when you look at it that way, we are comfortable with public speaking, just not comfortable with people that we don't know. Uh, that makes total sense because I know as a teacher, I was fine whenever I would talk every day in front of my class and my students. But then when it was time for me to present in front of the adults, then it, it was always a, I was always nervous and it was just a very nerve wracking experience. So. Right. And- Go ahead. Toastmasters yeah, will help you um, break through that barrier because you're amongst peers. Uh, it's always a friendly environment. Everyone there is for the same cause, which is to better themselves and learn from each other. Hmm. Well, definitely learning from each other is really beneficial because people can give you the, you know, different ideas and tips to their experience in it's public speaking, so having that support of others is is probably very, very beneficial. Yes. So then there's this advice that suggests that you should envision the audience naked when you have to speak. Do you think this is good advice, or does that even work? I um, heard that analogy used maybe years ago, but uh, in my opinion, it's, it's whatever works for you. I've been also told that sometimes looking at the back of the room that you're presenting from instead of not instead of not directly at the audience sometimes help you helps you to overcome that fear of speaking in front of a large group and sometimes uh, even coming to the meeting early and getting familiar with some of the people in the audience and know and where you know some people by first name and you might and it also uh, helps to present your speech where you can include some of those individuals you met in your presentation. So 
you develop a connection with your audience. Yes, developing a connection is key. So did you ever fear public speaking at all? And if you did, how did you overcome it? The tools that were taught to me earlier in the organization, as well as the, the things that were engrown in me by my parents, it, it all comes down to practice. And if you don't practice, you're not going to get better at something that you care about. And if you care about it, you want to try to give it your best. Um, but sometimes practicing in front of people that you're familiar with, uh, practicing in front of your family, practicing in front of uh, someone that you're close with, or even recording and, and hearing yourself um, back, or even in fact, some people will practice in front of a mirror. Because sometimes you out of habit, you have facial expressions that might quite throw off the audience that you might not be aware that you do out of habit. So practicing, practice, practice, practice is always important. But now if you practice in front of friends, you know, they're going to be, they're not going to sugarcoat their critique, but, and that's a different aspect of it. But when you're speaking in front of at a, a club meeting, everyone there is always going to be encouraged. And that's one thing about those messages, it's not negative because they want to see you succeed and you're helping each other to succeed. So it's all about practice. Uh, say, for instance, you have a, a, a presentation that you know you have to give at a board meeting. You can practice that at your, to your Toastmaster Club meeting. So when you're making those mistakes, that's where you can clean up and perfect the, the message or the presentation before even giving it at that board meeting. Ah, practice, of course, as they always say, practice makes perfect. So, okay, there's a debate. Some people say you should memorize what you say and others say it's perfectly fine to speak from notes or a teleprompter. Is there really a proper way to give a speech? It depends on your level of experience with presenting it. And it's what you feel most comfortable with. So it's not just to rain on somebody's parade and say, well, you're doing this and that wrong. If you that if that's what you feel comfortable with, until you do feel comfortable uh, presenting without notes or without a teleprompter, and then I mean you, you're you're fine, you're fine. And so there are some speeches where, when you're presenting, speaking from the heart, speaking, sharing a story or something that you've experienced or someone close to you has experienced, you're not going to need notes for that because you were a part of that experience. You lived that experience. So from the bottom of your heart, you, you know what happened and you know the message that you want to present to your audience. That makes sense. Yeah, when you have a personal connection to that story, like you said, you lived it. So it's easy for you to be able to relay that to someone else. Right. Okay, so... What are the benefits to taking a course in public speaking or booking a session with a public speaking expert or even joining Toastmasters if you're not if you're not trying to make a career out of public speaking? Well, joining Toastmasters or, or meeting with someone who's experienced in public speaking can always benefit you in utilizing the skills that you learn in your personal life or in your professional life. Um, in your in your personal life. Uh, you may encounter um, um, a situation where you're invited to, say, a wedding or a, a roast of someone close to you, 
or even a funeral. There's times where you're you're in a situation where that person or individual is close to you. In your heart, you you really want to say something. You don't know how to say it. You and you're not sure if it's okay to say it. So that opportunity uh, it comes and goes, and you feel like I, I wish I could have, or I wish I should have when I could have. And that person meant something to you, and it 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 it, it eats inside. I mean, it affects some people that way, where you had something to say about somebody that was very close to you, whether they were living with girl or had passed away. And you missed an opportunity because you didn't feel comfortable at the time saying what was on your heart that you wanted to share with that person or with their family. But I think practicing that um, testimony or that eulogy, you can practice that at a Toastmaster meeting that were amongst your peers. And when the moment presents itself, you feel comfortable as touching as the situation might be, you feel comfortable presenting it because you practiced it. I can understand that practicing again you mentioned practicing and so that is definitely something that needs to be done before you that big moment I know that whenever I interview each of my guests I go through the questions that I'm going to ask and I practice them just to make sure that they sound right and that they have the right flow um, for my guests okay so I know I have this habit um, I use, I know they call them fillers, uh, the ums and the so's and the, <laughs> so do you have any tips out there for, for, for the people out there, just a tip or two? How do you, how do you keep from doing those things? I mean, is it the, you know, you slap yourself every time or hit your hand or, <laughs> or something? Well, those are things that we, we discuss all the time. I mean, that's a, a thing that's brought up in Toastmasters all the time. And we do have exercises at, at, at the meetings that can help you. Um, overcome those those um, challenges with filler words. Um, we have what's called an odd counter, odd, um, uh, er, counter where they're pointing out any grammatical errors that you've made in your presentation, not as to make you feel bad that you're doing them, but make you aware that how many of each error that you've made in order for you to uh, work on that and where your next presentation is better than the, the current one. Mm. And another thing you can do uh, is have someone record your presentation. So at the end of the day or when you get home, you can listen to yourself and you can work and refine that same presentation. So if you give it somewhere else, uh, these are things that you, you want to improve, but it's all about practice and then some people will be assigned a mentor. Some clubs have a, a mentor mentoring program within the club where that mentor is helping you to, to refine your speech or your presentation before you give it. And it's always good to have a mentor or a Toastmaster buddy that's gonna help you along the way. Yes, I've had a few mentors along the way that um, I've ever been, ever since I was young, I, in high school and I was entering oratory contests and I always had people help me out to perfect with my enunciation uh, and looking into the audience and engaging with the audience. So it, it is beneficial to have someone mentor you through that process. So it, 
let's say someone is speaking and they notice that it's going terribly wrong. People are looking away. They're not interested. Uh, people are talking. People are even getting up, walking around. Is there any way that you can recover from that? A lot of times you'll have distractions and, and that, that's a sign where you're becoming a, more proficient in your presentation because sometimes you'll hear uh, people walking in and out of doors. And some people, if they're not used to hearing that type of stuff, they'll throw their speech, their presentation off. So you you try to, to uh, um, not allow yourself to be distracted because you have a message and that message could be important to somebody in the room. You're gonna have, you're not gonna be able to please everybody, but there's always, always gonna be that one person in the, that, that audience that's gonna benefit from your message. And they're listening to you uh, because it, they can connect with what you're saying. So you can't allow what, what else is going on around the room or in the auditorium to throw you off your message because your message is important to someone. I've been, I've been an advocate of the, 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 the theory that everybody, young and old, has a message that needs to be shared that somebody somewhere needs to hear and that's gonna make a difference in their life. The key is trying to encourage and motivate that person to share that story because they don't realize how many people's lives they could have been. Wow. Yes, I know there are some stories and speakers that I've encountered that have really spoken a great message and I it would seem like it was just right on time. Yeah. So Don, the last question I want to ask you uh, is that question that's not really on the topic of public speaking, but I always like to ask my guests just, you know, one last little question. So who are two people you would invite as special dinner guests, dead or alive? One would probably be my, my dad, who passed away in 1985 and has been a huge influence on my life and me being who I am today. And I'm not sure if I'll get to meet him in my lifetime, but um, I would love to meet uh, President Obama. Wow. Yes, definitely. Not only because he's been president, but um, uh, some of the philosophy that he, he's um, left with us uh, during his legacy as our first um, minority president in the, the history of this country, some of the philosophy that he shared with us, even after he's left office, has touched a lot of people's lives. Yes, he was a really phenomenal leader. Well, Don... Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. Can you do me a favor? Please take the time to let everyone know how they can join their Area Toastmasters International chapter. Uh, the website is www.toastmasters.org. Uh, there's a section on the home page where uh, you can locate Find a Club. Uh, on, through Find a Club, you can locate uh, a club anywhere in the U.S. Uh, either by zip code or by city or by state. Uh, so you can find a club that's close to home, close to work, or close to where you worship. And it'll send you a spreadsheet of all the different locations within that vicinity. Wonderful. Thank you. Any last words of encouragement for the listeners out there? In the words of Brian Tracy, who is a motivational speaker that I follow from time to time, develop an attitude of gratitude and give thanks for everything that happens to you knowing that every step forward 
is a step toward achieving something bigger and better for your current situation. Don, thank you so much. What interesting information that you've shared with us about public speaking. And uh, hopefully people will join their local Toastmasters chapter and receive great benefit from that organization. Well, Don, that's our time. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. Take care. You too. Having the opportunity to speak to others allows us to form connections, motivate people, and influence decisions. We must not dread speaking aloud when it is our turn. You never know when the moment arrives that when you speak to someone, it changes their life. If you have a fear of public speaking, find an area Toastmasters International and practice, practice, practice. Thank you so much for listening. Continue to strive for more. If you like what you just heard, please remember to like or subscribe to my podcast to get the latest episode. If you have an idea for an episode or you know a guest or you want to be a guest on my show, please email me at striveformore at email.com. That's strive, the number four, more at email.com. See you in the next episode.